Welcome to Rama for Today Radio. My grandmother said, Mama seemed to be resting. Said, Dr. Irvin examined me again before he left. And said, Miss Drake, uh, he's dead. And said, he's so premature and so undeveloped. If I were you, I would just go out to the back of the garden and, you know, dig a hole and put him in it. And he'd report, you see. And in fact, I was originally reported into the courthouse, registered as dead. I went back to get my birth certificate. I was registered as dead. I had to get my aunt, my mother, still alive, and somebody else to sign an affidavit that I was alive. <laughs> that I'm who I is. You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. Today we continue this series, My Life and Ministry by Kenneth E. Hagan. Stay tuned as we listen to this powerful, timeless teaching. Also, later in today's program, I'll give you the details on this month's special offer, which includes the message you will hear today. Right now, here's Kenneth E. Hagan's classic message. It was a consensus of all these doctors, and so they caused me to be born prematurely. Now, my grandmother tells me, see, I knew what Jesus meant when he said, the devil tried to destroy your life before you were born. But my angels have watched over you and cared for you unto this present hour. Hallelujah. I believe they're still watching over me. See, that's 1950 is talking about. And so, Grandma said, told me a many times, when you were born, there in the home, you see, of course, babies were born at home those days. She said, uh, you wasn't any bigger than a big rat. <laughs> and being premature and undeveloped, you know, no fingernails, no hair, no eyebrows, in fact, she said, you looked deformed. Your face didn't even look like a human. You didn't even look like a human being. And when you were born, Dr. Irvin, she said, I was there with him, you know, helping him. And he just laid you, well examined, laid you in foot of the bed, looked across the bed and me, said, Miss Drake, he's dead. He's, he's, he's dead. And said, Dr. Irvin, I kept working with your mother because she was right at the point of death. In fact, for days and weeks, people, neighbors would come in, set up all night long, you know, because she is so low, just about to die. And said she seemed to be a little better after about 40 minutes. And Dr. Irvin said, well, I'm going back to the office and get some more medical supplies, and I'll come back. And he stayed all day long until midnight there in the room. Just, you know, with her, trying to keep her going. So he left. My grandmother said, Mama seemed to be resting. Said, Dr. Irvin examined me again before he left. And said, Miss Drake, uh, he's dead. And said, he's so premature and so undeveloped. If I were you, I would just go out to the back of the garden and, you know, dig a hole and put him in it. And he'd report, you see. And in fact, I was originally reported into the courthouse, registered as dead. I went back to get my birth certificate. I was registered as dead. I had to get my aunt, my mother, still alive, and somebody else to sign an affidavit that I was alive. 
that I'm who I is. <laughs> Amen. You know, we didn't have birth certificates, you know, till we come along about wartime, you know, World War II time, you know, and so on and so forth. Uh, so, Granny said, I started back to, uh, she said, your mother seemed to be rested. So I picked you up to carry out to the backside of the garden to dispose of you. Stop by the smokehouse. Anybody know what smokehouse is? Old timers used to have a smokehouse, you know. They'd, they'd hang meat up there and keep it in the wintertime, smoke it in different things, in different ways. They'd also use smokehouse to store shovels and hoes and things, you know, to make a garden out. And so she said, uh, I stopped by the smokehouse to get a shovel. I had the shovel in one hand and you in the other. And I detected a spark of life about you. Well, when Jesus said, my angels have watched over you and have kept you until this present hour, I decided that one of those angels touched me and I jumped. <laughs> Amen. So Granny said, I set the shovel down right where I was. Went back to the house. See, see, I hadn't been washed or cleansed. And I washed you, cleansed you, washed you, and dressed you, and put on a diaper and a dress that swallowed you and weighed you. And with the dress and diaper on, you barely tipped by two pounds. Without the dress and diaper, less than two pounds. Well, you know a baby born today less than two pounds, they can put him in an incubator today, doesn't have the best chance in the world, but then no incubators. Your chance of living is nil. So she said, Dr. Urban came back after a while. I said, Doctor, what must I feed that baby? Because among other things, they thought my mother had typhoid fever and they wouldn't let you nurse the breast if you could have. And she said, she said, he said, why, Miss Drake, that baby's not alive. She said, yes, he is. I detected a spark of life about him and dressed him in. So he said, he reached into his coat pocket, side poke pocket, pulled out a little box about one by two inches, just a very small little box of baby food, threw it across the bed, said, go mix that up and feed that to him, said, it'll last longer than he will. But I outlasted it. <laughs> Those angels must have had something to do with that. Then grandma said, you never nursed the breast of the bottle, either one in your life. She said, after that little box of baby food I mixed up, played out, and then I just took you over on my own, just fed you plain cow's milk. Grandpa always kept a cow. But she said, you couldn't feed you out. You couldn't nurse a bottle. You'd, you'd choke, just, just get blue all over, and sometimes black almost. And I'd turn you over and pat you on the back, try to get you going. I had to feed you with an eyedropper. And most of the time could not feed you in the house. Though all the windows and doors were open because there's not enough air, you'd get strengthened. I'd have to carry you out on the porch or out in the yard in the air. And I'd take that dropper, most difficult thing in the world. To ever get enough milk down, you see, because I'd have to drop one drop in your mouth and try to get that down to you. If I happen to make a mistake and drop two drops of milk in your mouth, <laughs> Little mouth, you could understand how small. Well, she said you'd get choked and strangled, turn blue. Just, just get blue all over and sometimes black almost. And I'd work and work and work with you and get you going again. So I had to be very careful. Well, Mama continued to be sick. 
There's a lady I played with the boys later on, Mrs. Simmerly, that lived just a block away. She had eight children. Joe was about eight months older than I. A little older, a little more than that. And, and so, neighbors come in and help. And folks are sick because they're sitting up all night long with Mama. And so she said, one day Mrs. Simmerly came over and said, Mrs. Drake, I'll take the baby today and keep it. Because, you know, you know they, you're there with sick folks and all, and up night and day. You know, after all, I've had eight of my own, and the least one's still just, you know, pretty good size. Well, not just a baby, but, uh, you know, somewhere over a year old. I'll take the baby and keep it today. Now, tell me just, you know, how to feed it and so on. So she told him. So she came over early in the morning, and, 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 and she and I hadn't been bathed, and I'll bathe him. So Mrs. Simmerly came back, Grandma said, just right away. Miss Drake she said, I've had eight babies of my own, took care of them, dressed them, fed them. I, I can't even, they carried me on a pillow. Granny said, Mrs. Simmons said, I, I, I can't even bathe him. He's too tiny, too little. I just can't do it. So Granny said, I just took you over. She always called me her boy. And uh, I, I never could run and play like other little children as a small child then. Because I'd, I, you know, we might, we'd play hide and seek maybe. Even at six years old, we didn't start school till the seven in my day, first grade. And, and I might run out and hide one time, you know, and run back into the base. And then that's all. I'd, I'd sit down and listen to the old folks talk. So I knew what he meant when he said, Satan tried to destroy your life before you were born since then. But my angels have watched over and cared for you. Now here's something else. Here's something else that's very interesting. Mama and Grandma tell me. And, and of course, I can remember, you know, from the time you was three and a half years old or three years old, I can remember all. But uh, Mama, Mama and Grandma tell me, you see, they knew nothing about divine healing, knew nothing about believing God. And, and, and Dub, my oldest brother, she's two years old now. My sister was four years older than myself. And my youngest brother then was uh, five years younger than myself and a few months. Now, as a little child, all of them, I never had any childhood diseases. They had hoop and cough, I never had it. They had measles, I never had it. They had uh, chicken pox, I never had it. I never had any child diseases. My angels watched over you, cared for you. Now, why? Well, I couldn't have physically stood it, I'd have died, the least little thing. Are you, are you following me? Uh, Mama said, you see, because Dub... You know, it was two years old and I, and he took the chicken pox in the first grade of school. Well, I was already six, and he, he, he was approximately eight when he started because he, he didn't start until after. You couldn't start unless your birthday came before the first day of September, you see. And his birthday was on the seventh day of September. So he had the chicken pox. He stayed home. I'm sleeping in the same bed he is, playing around with him. You know, I never had chicken pox. My angels have watched over and cared for you. I, I couldn't have stood all of that, you see. They had whooping cough. You know, that's very dangerous for small children. They tell me I don't know, I know nothing about it. I never had it, though my brother and sister did. And I'm right there in the same house, same room, same bed. 
but I never had any childhood diseases. Not one of them. You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. Call now to get this month's special offer, My Life and Ministry by Kenneth E. Hagan. If you've been enjoying the series we featured this week, then you'll want to get the entire six CD set for your personal collection. The CD series is just $39.95. Call now, 1-888-FAITH-99. Don't delay. Get this six CD set that includes special insight into the man and the ministry of Kenneth E. Hagan, told in his own words. Call 1-888-FAITH-99. That's 1-888-FAITH-99. Or if you prefer, write Kenneth Hagan Ministries. Our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. Don't forget, for faster service, order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Now, let's join Ken and Lynette Hagan. And there's all kinds of other ways you can know about the ministry and be involved with the ministry. Our Word of Faith magazine. Yes. And watch Rhema Praise or listen to the radio podcast. View archive conferences and videos. And we have live church services. That's right. Right live there on streaming. the web. 10 a.m., 7 p.m. on Sunday, and then 7 p.m. Wednesday. And all of that, you can go to rhema.org slash media, and That's you can right. get all of that. And so, we are on Roku as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. We're on Roku. <laughs> we're everywhere, you guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're everywhere. Help Rhema reach out to the communities in Oklahoma that have been so devastated by the recent tornadoes. Give a financial gift online today at rhema.org slash relief or text aid to 28950 and give a gift via your smartphone. Message and data rates may apply. Again, that website is rhema.org slash relief. Thank you for helping Rhema bring hope, help, and healing to the world. Tomorrow on Rhema for Today, we continue with the teaching by Kenneth E. Hagan, My Life and Ministry. Thanks for listening to Rhema for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan.